Greetings! This is the Sex Ed Book Review Podcast, a podcast where we read sex ed books before you, tell you all about them so you can decide if it's right for you and those that you care about. Content warning, there will be discussions of sexuality, sexual health, and bodies, and there may be also some discussion of sexual abuse and assault. And, uh, I've brought this book to the table today. Yes. It's my turn, uh-huh. yes. It's um, turn. Yeah. I, well, let's introduce ourselves. Before who I, are you? <laughs> who, who, who is bringing the book to the, who, who are you? Um, also Alice in Wonderland there. Um, <laughs> I'm Landa. I am a board certified behavior analyst, certified sexual health educator. I am in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada, and my pronouns are she and her. I am Barb. Uh, my pronouns are also she and her. And I am also a board certified behavior analyst and I am an ASEC certified sexuality educator in Missouri in the United States. For anyone who does not know the United States other than just like this big chunk on a map, I'm kind of in the middle of it. That's yeah. I don't know, to be honest, if I could find Missouri. I don't know that you want to find Missouri on a map, (laughs) but, but it's there. It it is there. Yeah. I feel like you have a a much neater place that you get to call home. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, don't, say. don't act <laughs> like you're going to pretend. I can see the mountains from my office see? and the ocean. So it's, yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> I, I live in a very like suburban area, um, but sometimes I have deer in okay. my subdivision. My neighbor had a deer on their porch the other day, just like, I don't know, delivering a package, something, stealing a package. We actually have a deer like issue here in Victoria and they're, they're talking about, they're piloting some different municipalities around pilot are piloting deer contraceptive programs to just try to like bring down the local deer population. Um, Okay. Yeah. I kind of tying I mean, like, in the deer to the sex ed. The, yeah, like, it was, deer contraception. I it's I some probably like a shot or I don't I don't I don't actually know a lot about deer contraception. Um, I, I specialize in the human type, but so. But if they write a book about it, I will absolutely review the book. Yes, yeah, I'm sure some I'm sure there's some peer reviewed published research out there in the Journal of Animal contraception or some animal husbandry of some kind so i don't know but oh this is the yeah, quality we, content that this is the I'm here content for. that people came for this is, yeah. yeah yeah well uh we can move on to the to the to the we can content. as much as it is great to talk about uh you know a wildlife management you know we <laughs> Yeah. We don't even belong here. We we used to throw back to our Bernstein Bear Stein Stain Bears episode a, a couple episodes back. So oh. today's book uh doesn't have bears, it has like delightfully drawn stick figure human-like characters, though. So um yeah. And yeah, so tell tell me what the book is called, and then I might just give people kind of a, a, a reminder before we move in more about it. But what is which book is it? Yeah, so it's called Consent for Kids. Boundaries, Respect, and Being in Charge of You. I am excited for this. But before we get into it, the book that uh, Landa is going to discuss is a resource. 
is one resource. It's a single way to be talking about this really important but pretty broad concept. Um, there are so many different ways to do it. And what we aim to do is kind of help find a starting point and then also help you decide if you want to actually invest in this particular book. Um, we will not and do not provide specific advice, but we're here to just kind of give general ideas and an overview of what is in this book. So with that said, tell me more about Consent for Kids. Jump in. Yeah, so this is a pretty new book. Out in 2020, it was published. We've been doing a, well, some older books. Obviously, Berenstain Bears was, was older, but um, yeah, so it's new. Um, the author is Rachel Bryan. Um <laughs> I think that people, if they can see the cover of the book, if people are, are watching on the, the YouTube and the video content, it says consent for kids. It's, you know, a um, big yellowish, bright yellow writing. And the, the cover is sort of like my personal favorite teal color. There's a, a little stick figure, human-like person on the cover. They've got a crown and a, a, a cape. What is the uh, keep a beautiful long? Well, I don't know. Cowl? No, not a cowl. Where royalty would wear. Yeah. Anyway, stole. Stole. Mm. Yeah, a delightful royalty sort of themed um, outfit, and they've got like I'm the ruler of my own body, which is the kind of the 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 concept. But if if people have um, been on YouTube or heard the term consent in the last you know five years they've probably seen Rachel's work um, through Blue Seat Studios there's a pretty popular YouTube video called consent for kids that people can look up with almost a million views at this point but perhaps what Rachel is most famous for is the um, consent as tea video this is hers yeah this is her yeah um and so um that um she did that video and that has like nine million views or or something on YouTube and that was I think that's the official channel but I'm sure there's other ripoff people that have like stolen her work unfortunately yeah um but so lots of people have probably seen that so that this is her her book version uh for kids and the consent for kids video is super cute and it's got little kid voices and and people should definitely check that yes. out on YouTube. If you just do consent for kids, that is one of the first things that, that pops up. Yeah. Same, um, same stuff. Not, not with the F bombs. Yes. Yeah, same stuff, but yeah, not with the F bombs and not with like at the, um, the discussion of sex, you know, broad, you know, broadly, broadly speaking, which we'll talk about is kind of one of the things I, I like about this book, but yeah. Um, How yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh published by little brown and company um lots of books major booksellers are going to carry it lots that, of libraries will have it it's newer so that was going to be my next question i should have just not bothered so it it sounds like this is for i mean absolutely children how, how, how young are you thinking yeah. here um i mean i think like pretty young um I think probably I would say grade two-ish, maybe grade two to grade six. I think above grade six, it might be sort of, they might be ready for more of that like tea consent, yeah. um, you know, when they were actually starting to talk about sex a bit more. Um, I, but I think grade, grade two-ish, it could, depending on kids, it could be maybe a, a tiny bit younger, but I think 
the concepts are important for kids that are younger, but the content of this book, I think would be, I'd sort of say, you know, grade two, which would be sort of like seven, eight, nine, that, that sort of age range for sure. Excellent. Cool. I actually just looked briefly and it, my public library also has this. I branched out this week because usually I just look at my local library too, but I just picked another like smallish city in Canada and like looked it up and they were like 14 copies and an e-version. So there's an e-reader version of lots of libraries that people are borrowing um, in that way, which is really cool. So yeah, it's super like cute comic book um, sort of presentation it has like a little kind of table of contents in the beginning that talks about what are the parts of the book. Um, and it's sort of cute, like things that's inside. And it starts with just stories, ideas, silliness, and mini comics. So like that's <laughs> the content that you're going to get, which is cute. Um, but the actual like things you'll learn about are what is consent, how to set a boundary, how to support your friends um, when they're setting up boundaries. How do you change your mind? And do you get to change your mind? Um, is people getting hurt or badgering people? Okay. And what makes a friendship healthy? So yeah, those are like the big, um, really simple text. The, the drawings of people have seen the consent tea video are just super simple, but like really evocative for just like stick, like they're just a square or like a rectangle with a head and like stick arms and legs. But the pictures really, I think are, are quite cute and, and, actually when we talk about like the diversity like have really included a broad diversity of people and and bodies in here somehow with it just being stick people which is pretty cool right yeah everybody has the same body but everybody's body is like a very large rectangle that's as wide as their head so there's not really like you know nobody has a skinnier rectangle body everyone's (laughs) rectangle body is as wide as their head and the diversity comes from like hair and there's some um rectangle bodied stick people in wheelchairs and and those kinds of things so it's uh it's it's got cute diversity that is i have you barely even notice that they're stick people actually so the illustration is is really sweet i love it and so you're talking about some pretty some pretty hefty topics and i think it could be easy for an author to become overly technical overly adult about this yeah um for sure and I like when I first bought this book I I had watched the video I don't know even when I picked it up um because I just go to like my local bookstore and you know with too much frequency at this point and just purchase all of the sex ed books that I just, like, don't have. Um, and so that's what happened with this book. And so I, I sort of assumed that there would be some discussion of, of, of sexuality or, or uh, like some sort of, you know, sex with other people and, and consent, but actually like the book doesn't talk about that really at all, but you, is like a super kid friendly, um, examples of consent that are like real lived examples that kids can relate to and that kids are having to manage and are experiencing every day, which I thought was really cute. There are mentions of like inappropriate touching. So that's the exception, but like, that's not sex, that's sexual assault. Right. So it's not talking about sex. It's talking about like what to do if somebody hurts you, um, a really cool, um, thing that's like towards the end of the book and and they're talking about that like warning signs 
Um, people are telling you to keep secrets. They're isolating you. They touch you. They do threats and control. And there's a whole page. It's like, it's, that's not your fault. And then when an adult is inappropriate with a kid, it's always the adult's fault. And just like one page, really simple. Those are the facts. It's never your fault. It's always the adult's fault, which I think is just a really clear message. And I know we've talked with some other books that sometimes the best part of books just gives particularly caregivers, families, the language to give to the kids in their life that are like, this is it. This is the sentence that you need to say. When an adult is inappropriate with a kid, it is always the adult's fault, right? So I thought that that was a really, um, that was the only mention of anything that would have anything to do with, um, you know, those sort of like private body parts, but they're very clear that like, that's not sex. That's an adult hurting a child and it's not okay. So I thought that that was really quite well done. Yeah. That's awesome. I, uh, so I was talking to, um, some other, um, professionals and we were talking about, um, the importance of teaching kids to be able to assert their own boundaries and be able to say no to things is something that always comes up is, well, there are things that you can't say no to. You have to be able to, you know, you have to, you know, take medicine, medicine that's prescribed or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And they talk about that. And I agree that that's a conversation that I have all the time. It's like, what the, what the, yeah, buts or the what ifs. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, but we, yes, there are. And I actually think this book does a nice job of, um, of managing the nuances within the 64 pages that, that, that the book is and, and not a lot of text, right. That there are, there are going to, it, this is not like, this is not black and white. Right. And we know this just about like this, the general broader cultural conversation around consent that we're having. Right. But there are some things that are like exceptions. Okay. Sure. Like, um, like there are times when you have, you don't, get to make a choice as a, as a child, holding a hand in a busy parking lot, as an example, taking medicines so that we get well, they do highlight that like the person giving the medicine has like a little arrow that says like that person though is a trusted adult, right? We're mm-hmm. not taking medicine because someone's telling you like to take medicine that needs, that medicine needs to come from a trusted adult or you, or you can still say no, which is pretty cool. Like those caveats are there, right? Um, I think there's also like a cute thing that actually I've done with clients when we talk about like, how could we use the ideas in this book for, uh, like for me and, and for you often supporting neurodiverse folks, but really for anybody is they have like a, a visual representation of a hug chart. So like, who are you okay with hugging and who are you not? And that like, that might be different. So like you, and it says usually yes. Right. So it's not always yes there's like all of these small little bits of language that you can use and even for me I was like right usually yes but like you can still change your mind um and then it's got like dogs and so if you just use the broad category of dogs it's like no I'm okay with like they label Rex maybe that's this little person's dog but then there's random dogs and then it's like family yeah but like I'm okay with hugging grand but I'm not okay with hugging like aunt Fran <laughs> you know so it can be different I made up aunt Fran, aunt Fran I, wasn't yeah, sure yeah, just, aunt, yeah no one wants to hug aunt to Fran run. sorry if you're aunt yeah. Fran I'm, sh- I'm sure you're there a is, lovely person there is an aunt in here oh I'm, I think it's Gladys yeah so aunt Gladys <laughs> you knew she was aunt some some name that's uh from a by from a bygone day But yeah, so super cute examples of that. There also is towards the end, some examples of how we can have 
body boundaries, but we can also like parents and caregivers and things like that should be still listening to their kids. Right. So, um, it sort of says like every family has different ideas about how much autonomy a kid can have. Right. Um, and, but that there's examples so like giving kids, you know, what would you like to wear and giving kids choices? So, you know, yeah, you can't wear shorts in winter, but like here's two sweaters. So you can still have some choice embedded in there. Um, and it just sort of highlights that. And I think this is probably honestly more kids are starting, the kids are going to be all right. Kids are starting to get this, yeah. this concept, but I think for the adults that might be reading it with a little person is like, it's great when your family supports their choices, but if they don't, then here's some options. Tell a, a supportive friend, talk to other adults in your life about how you feel. Um, think about what you'll do differently when you grow up and be an adult um, and all of those sorts of things. So it's, it's, it's really cute. Um, and it, it talks about, um, just some like really nice, like easy, instead of like, there's lots, it's like four ways to help. Like, how can you help a friend? Like be direct, check in with the person, distract them report. Like those are four things that you can do. Like it's like bystander intervention training for little humans. It's d- delightful. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah. That's exactly make- what you're describing. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought it was really nice. Like super kid focused. Um, yeah. Shall I just go on about a few other? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. I mean, I'm hearing like a lot of really good stuff. What are the other yeah, things that are like unique really, about this? Yeah. There's just some really cute examples of things that are like adult, maybe what something that you might think of as like being adult. Um, but but framed in a way that then is like meaningful for kids. So for instance, like obviously, you know, if you're alive on this planet, you've heard lots of stuff about clothing and people being sexualized because of their clothing. And that like, does someone's outfit tell you that they're consenting? And so I feel like in people's mind's eye, they probably think about, you know, that's maybe a certain length of skirt or a certain strap size on a tank top or, you know, some of those sort of classics but then what this author has done is changing that into like examples that are the same concept, but how can you start that conversation with a tiny human? And so there's this a cute little scene where there's somebody at the pool wearing a bathing suit and the people are making an assumption about whether or not that person wants to go swimming and are about to push them in. And the little person in the bathing suit says, no, actually, I just like wearing this and I'm planning to wear it to dinner later. That's... So good. Yeah. I, I was, yeah, yeah. Clothing isn't consent and people have their own reasons for dressing the way that they do. And then there's three people wearing like the same robe. And one is because they feel cold. One is because they don't want to be recognized. And one is because they're hiding a dog in there. Oh, excellent. Yes. As, as yeah. one does. As yes. One does. Mm-hmm. So, and I was getting a little nervous when you're talking about like clothing that sexualizes people. And I was like, oh, but I thought we were talking about very small readers and then when you described it, it connected. I was like, oh, yes, because it's not that that is a conversation that could be about sex. Um, and it's also potentially something that's just about like, here's don't make assumptions about people, which is sort of a, a general sort of like a meta conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So just yeah, I just thought that some of the the concepts are are kidified but not in a way that's talking down to kids but in a way that I think really can help facilitate and like for me even like I 
literally I bought this book. I did a lesson about consent with somebody earlier today. And I like started using some of these examples, showed them a couple of the pages when we were going through it. Um, because I was like, yeah, that's how you can talk about some of these concepts. So like super helpful for parents, professionals, um, to, to, figure out ways to have these conversations in, in ways that are like accessible and like age appropriate. Right. And I think that's the challenge is that we as adults risk ascribing all of these sexual meanings to things that are happening or getting really nervous about the conversations and how do we have them. And so I think that this book is a super nice resource. Like I would add, you know, maybe we've talked about some of these resources before we both love amaze um, and some of their videos on consent, um, sex, positive families, um, their Instagram and website has some really nice examples of like, how can you teach consent from an early age that isn't, uh, that isn't talking about, we're not talking about sexual consent. Right. And I feel like because the broader cultural conversation is focused around sexual, um, consent, uh, you know, in the media that we're consuming as adults, we think that we have to then have the talk or the talks with kids and explain, you know, sex and all that to them, but really like you can have these conversations in a different way. And, and this author's done a really nice job there. I love it. Um, so what, what's missing? What are the things to (laughs) slap onto it? What would we add? Um, I mean, the thing, the language is really good. Um, I, I think, um, we're talking about like some different examples and and things like that. So, I mean, if it, if it is something that you want to have a conversation with for like older kids, I would say like, there isn't that sexual consent piece in there, but again, like then that maybe there would be like a consent for older kids. Um, Yeah. So like for, again, I feel like we, we sort of have had a couple of these um, lately where like the book maybe isn't like, the sex education, if you just sort of pictured like what you were thinking when you wanted a sex ed book, but like, I think this book does what it's set out to do, which is mm. talk about consent in like a way that's accessible for like young people. So in that way, like I wouldn't add anything maybe to like this book, but I would add, um, I would maybe add, like you're going to need to add other sex education materials if that's part of what you're doing. That makes sense. This book. Yeah. For sure. Um, gosh, gosh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, I mean, I was thinking about in particular, if there's anything, we kind of always talk about accessibility and how to make this stuff more accessible for the, the learners that we support. And if there are... Um, any pieces of, um, you know, what, what do you have? You already described the rectangles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of the diversity. Well, like, I mean, every, the bodies are pretty gender neutral just because they're, they're stick figures. Um, they like, there's lots of different kind of hair. Um, there's different, even just like shading, um, of them. There's different sort of like ages. We talked a bit about that. There's some people wearing glasses. No one has stretch marks cause their legs are just sticks. Sticks. Yeah. 
but you know, <laughs> but you know, it's not trying to be like real people, but it conveyed like the emotions conveyed. I was saying there's people with different colored hair. Um, there's people with hair, there's people without hair, there's people wearing like some um like cool clothing, some, you know. Yeah. So I, I like, I like all that for sure. Like there's definitely, you know, for stick figures, I, there's not like whatever stick figure cultures are, but so maybe not like hugely diverse in, in, in that, in that area. But, um, and like, again, we're not, it's not a, it's not a body book. So we're not really looking at like medical accuracy. I think accuracy in terms of like you know, when they talk about what makes a healthy and unhealthy relationship, like that information is accurate. Um, Legal stuff. So they do talk about like, if somebody shares a picture or video, like you don't share it because that, um, that, that picture doesn't belong to you basically. And so like, that's true. Um, I wouldn't like, and again, I don't think this is sort of what the author didn't want to probably wasn't intending to get into this, but it sort of like if, when there touches your body inappropriately, like it might benefit from like labeling genitals like explicitly either just genitals like the word or like maybe penis or vulva or whatever genitals you like a person has um just you know I because I think that kids that are the age that this book is targeted at like should know that and I also think that kids are that this age like can know the basics of what sex is so that they know if somebody's doing something that looks like that to them that they know that that's not okay yeah. Um, whereas if we don't have like a good definition of, of that. Um, but again, like, I, I think the, the point of the book is, is more to explore, like, how do we do this every day? And it's like, you know, by saying, you know, throw back to our Dave uh, uh, Hingsberg um, podcast episode from a while back is that like, if you can't say no to peas, then you can't say no to a penis. So there's examples of like, you need to be able to say no, stand up for yourself. It's okay if somebody else's feelings are hurt, like that's not your problem, which I think is a big thing for families, right? When you don't yeah. want to hug Aunt Gladys, everyone's really worried about Aunt Gladys's feelings. It's like Aunt Gladys can call somebody and talk about her feelings about that if she's if she's that upset. So yeah, well, and I was thinking about the, I was noticing as you were talking about, um, sort of the, the benefit of describing the body parts, right. Mm-hmm. Um, that it may benefit with being able to identify if there is a, you know, a sexual abuse, um, that has occurred. And I was thinking, well, you know, a benefit to having body parts named is that then you can actually identify sexual abuse, which is, you know, absolutely against the law. Um, if, if it's not, again, I'm just going to go ahead and say, if it's not against the law where you are, it should be against the law where you are. Um, and then I kind of, caught myself and I went well but just because it's not illegal for someone to be um you know going up and rubbing someone's shoulders if they don't like it and they said no and it's still happening that doesn't mean that that's something that should continue you know at a at a minimum you know what this book would be doing is um empowering children to speak up when someone is is um engaging with them in a way that is uncomfortable yeah, there's just, nothing wrong with that. There is a cute um, um, stomach uh, drawing that is <laughs> like that says trust your gut. Right. And then the mm-hmm. stomach's kind of smiling. Right. And so that it is does kind of, I think, tell kids that like when you feel like icky in your stomach and that gives you anything gives you that feeling and then they can say 
there's some good examples. Like it might feel good to go on a solo adventure, but it also might not feel good. And ice cream might feel good when it's like coming from an ice cream truck, but it doesn't feel good when it's landed on the ground. Right. And that touch can feel good sometimes and then not good other times. Right. So, um, yeah, there's, there's definitely some good lessons. I think that they don't talk about like illegal necessarily too, which is good. Right. Cause you're yeah. like, just because it's that that's not the standard with which we should decide whether something is right or wrong. Right. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because there's lots of things that are wrong that isn't illegal and, or like, you know, saying, you know, something's against the law doesn't necessarily mean that there's going to be legal consequences, unfortunately for people right, right. Uh, or, you know, depending obviously on the situation, that's a complex issue for another podcast. Oh, the conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so is there anybody that this book wouldn't maybe wouldn't be a great match for or ways you would need to make some modifications in order to make this more accessible for certain audiences? Yeah. I mean, I used like a couple of the pictures. Um, like I was saying today when I was working with a, a client that's, um, neurodiverse and, and, but really I just took some of the concepts and then I did modify it into like my own sort of interactive lesson. I mean, I'm also doing a lot of zoom based stuff. Um, so we're still sort of mid pandemic apparently, um, at this point. So I, I wasn't seeing the person but I, I, so I modified it in that way, but I I do think there's some like really short to do's. I think this would be an awesome book for teachers to be super comfortable presenting to a class. If they're talking about consent, because there isn't that sexual, we're not talking about sexuality and sex. And so I feel like if teachers are wanting to figure out like consent or teaching their consent in their classroom, there's lots of super helpful tools and examples in here. And then they could spread that out. I mean, teachers are awesome at like creating lesson plans from like one single resource, right? So I feel like there's a lot that teachers could do in terms of like, like, you know, there's lots of ways to be social and they've got five examples in this book, but a classroom could easily be like, how else can we be social that isn't running up and hugging each other and whatever in, um, in school. So yeah, I, I think this would be great for teachers, super helpful for parents. Again, if you want a resource that's like, how do I start the conversation? I know that this is a concept that feels important to me that I really think is important for my family to talk about. I don't know how, and I don't want it to be about sex. Like, I think this, this book would be awesome. You got a book. Yay. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's, that's, that's it. I, I think it's, it's fabulous. It's short. It's colorful. It's evocative. It's got some, some really nice, um, ways to talk about a concept in it and it's at the library and it's at the library and digitally available so good um i have no last thoughts any last words before i uh send us out no yeah let's let's do the outro sounds great all righty sex ed book review is a collaboration between landa fox and barb gross the views and opinions expressed on this podcast should not be a substitute for professional or clinical advice find us on instagram at sex ed book review and at www.sexedbookreview.com